Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Mother and a sister to Naomi. The boy wrote back a fiery letter, as was to be expected. To have saved his life from drowning did not entitle Hubert to doubt his beloved, one of the noblest, purest, most saintly women that ever lived. If he heard her talk as she did last night, he would know then what a priceless treasure he, Geoffrey, had found, and would blush for his base suspicions. Besides, he, Geoffrey, was satisfied, and he was the person most nearly concerned. His marriage was to take place now at once. There was nothing to wait for, and his mother had consented. She saw the exquisite loveliness, the rare nobility of Maraquita's nature, and Naomi too loved her. Yet, sweet good girl as Naomi was, she was not equal to Mariquita in sublimity of thought. Hubert would love her too. He must come now at once to Ivy Lodge and join the circle of worshippers. He could not resist. No one could. The lad blew off the steam as he wrote, and by the time he ended, he got through his anger, and was once more the old, joyous, irresponsible boy-lover who saw no dangers and no difficulties anywhere. He was so happy that he could afford to be magnanimous and to forgive the insult of the doubt. How well Hubert knew it all, the false modesties, the artificial refinement, the high poetic moralities said beneath the moon, the lies, deceptions, devilries practiced in the face of day, the cleverness which made infamy look like purity overcome by love, and gave to the putrescent shimmer of corruption the glory of God's own Son. He knew it all, and understood the net which she had taken those dear ones in their quiet Devonshire home. For had he not himself once been held, fast, even as the boy was held now, as Naomi and her mother were held. They met alone on the sands, where he had sat with Naomi on that blessed day of summer, only so short a time ago, by the passage of the days, but so long, long as eternity, by the dating of events. I give you your choice, he said. Leave the house as you like. Secretly or openly take your own way of rapture, but break the engagement, and set the boy free at any cost, or I will break it by telling all I know. In the former way you keep your fair fame here, in the latter you lose it. This marriage is to be cancelled in either case. By the first, Mr. Hubert Gainsborough escapes scot-free. By the second, he suffers with me, said Mariquita quietly. That I know, and am prepared for, was Hubert's answer. 
and companionship and misfortune is pleasant she returned if you are really set on this absurd bit of quixotism you shall smart for it mon cher i am not disposed to be made the scapegoat and sent into the wilderness carrying your sins as well as my own we will go together hubert i am ready said hubert sternly to give up naomi to give up naomi that i may save geoffrey she laughed in a mocking kind of way you were not such a tepid lover to me she said i do not think you would have given up me for any such highfalutin morality at least i know that mr delmere my husband then in the seventh commandment did not terrify you i did not give you up till i knew you said hubert while i believed in you i would have gone down into hell for you to have died for you would have been easy and i for you she said suddenly changing her tone for i loved you hubert loved you faithfully loved you as i never loved before nor have since i had to deceive you bad as i was how could i tell my sad story to a man so young as you were then with all your illusions unbroken it would have killed you i loved you my darling and you loved me will not the memory of that love soften you i want only the opportunity to be good i am not bad at heart i never was i have been the victim of a cruel fate and the sport of circumstances but i was never really vicious help me to redeem myself and to make geoffrey's life blessed as i can and will make it he will never know i will be so good to him help me hubert for old time's sake she spoke with inconceivable passion her words flowed like a stream of fiery lava and as she uttered her last appeal she knelt on the sands at his feet and took his hand in both of hers carrying it to her lips lovely in her passion graceful in her self-abandonment with the eloquence of despair in her voice and manner with the wonderful magnetism of her nature shining in her eyes and drawing out the very heart of her hearer she was at this moment as dangerous to hubert's resolve as she had formerly been to his soul her appeal was one which touches every true man to help her to be good to help her to redeem herself to lift her from the mire where as she said a cruel fate had cast her where he himself had helped to fling her and set her cleansed among the shining ranks of the redeemed if he would not if for the shadowy idealism of exclusiveness he failed to do the real good laid before him to do genuine tears came into her eyes her painted lips quivered with a genuine emotion hubert put his hand over his eyes he was trembling like a leaf for the task was very hard it cannot be he said with a sob for her sake and his i must not a boat drifted noiselessly round the headland and naomi and geoffrey sprang on shore god in heaven what does this mean cried geoffrey dashing up the beach to seize hubert by the throat naomi stood where she was paralyzed as if in a dream mariquita started to her feet she read her doom in hubert's face now stern and stiffened as if carved in stone and she knew that the game was lost i was rehearsing an old play with my former lover hubert gainsborough she said in her hard harsh strident voice the man who seduced me when i was auguste delmer's wife years had passed since his bolt fell from the blue 
and shattered the lives of all concerned how often the summer had faded into the autumn and the autumn had died into winter since then and what tragedies had wrought out their course to the end geoffrey's lifeless body cast up by the tide how drowned whether by accident or design no one ever knew the beautiful woman by whom had been wrought all this woe dead of misery and want stranded like so much driftwood on the shores of time and disease naomi and her mother like dim spectres of their former selves wandering restlessly aimlessly joylessly through the world hubert banished like another adam from the paradise where he had lived with love and walked with god all the roses dead all the sunlight gone what a term of isolation what a blank life was to the three remaining the two had found their rest in the grave were happier than those who still lived beneath the sky sorrow shame futile despair and his futile repentance what an aftercrop of that bitter harvest of youthful folly ought i to have pardoned him said naomi often to herself but hubert never asked his heart ought i to have concealed it cost all it had it was better than a life of deception the whitewashing of infamy and the association of naomi and geoffrey with the wife of auguste Domer, the widow of merlier the stockbroker of san francisco long parted they met again one winter moonlight night in the Colosseum at rome this place of death and ruin filled with the memories of love joy glory and martyrdom all buried deep in the past it was the fitting place for them to meet and it was the fitting time night for day winter for summer the pale moon which threw black fantastic shadows on a ruin for the glorious sun which had touched all living nature with gold and color when they met it was almost as if they two were ghosts of the rest but that momentary hesitation of each passed like a cloud and their hands clasped one the other too frankly for even the shadow of doubt shall we never bury our dead naomi he asked will you never forgive me never reinstate me not while she lives she stands between us said naomi but she spoke faintly and as if with reluctance she is dead he answered only the ghost of the past divides us is that as strong as the living present can i ever trust or believe you again she asked sadly if the anguish of all these years gives assurance yes he returned oh naomi did you not swear to be always true to me always always and through everything i have been true she said i have never loved any one else not for a moment but if you love me she turned away her head she did not wish the moonlight to shine on the tears that came into her eyes he took her hands and drew them up to his breast and she did not resist but if you love me he said again very gently she hesitated her heart beating fast her bosom palpitating then suddenly with the old sweet action of self-surrender she turned to him looking at him with the same eyes of love as used to look at him in the summer time so long ago i have always loved you hubert she said softly and i have never ceased to pray for you perhaps god has heard me and has given us back to each other as an answer to my prayers for pardon pardon for myself 
as well as for you. Perhaps I was too hard. Will you accept my repentance? End of Section 7 Recording by Greg Giordano Newport Ritchie, Florida